0: Hello, everyone. This week on The Bachelor is traditionally titled Hometown Dates. However, since all of our families have to quarantine at Neapolitan due to COVID, the remaining contestants call this week home visits. Some guy and Austin and I discuss many things this episode, such as Michelle's darling parents, the Gilmore girl-ness of Brie and her mom, Serena's deadpan sister and her fierce words, and facts about Canada, eh? We also hypothesized the sound of bone crunching as Rachel's face crashes into a lush, grassy knoll near the eighth hole of the Neapolitan golf course. How did Rachel's features remain unscathed is my question. Did she make a deal with the devil? And were her glassy eyes a product of an emotional reunion with her parents? Or the remnants of hydrocodone? I don't know. We clearly have a lot of feelings and a lot of questions about the logistics of this date and genuinely wonder... It's episode 203 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Ray. I'm here with some guy in Austin. We have climbed out of the snow and are luxuriously in power. And I have water. Do you have
1: water? Yeah, we never lost water, although we did um, we did have to boil it for a few days yeah. because the treatment plants went down. So uh, yeah, it was an interesting few days. Um, uh, I can't remember the last time it was without power, internet, and cell phone all at once. Um yeah. not on purpose. I mean, I've been like hiking and stuff when that sure. happened, but yeah. not when I was um, trying to live my life, you know?
0: Yes. Do you still walk into rooms and not turn on the lights?
1: Uh, no, not at all. In fact, <laughs> um, the opposite was true. You sit
0: there and go up, down, up, down, yeah. look. Well,
1: even, even when the power was off, I was still walking into rooms and flipping yes. on switches and hopes yes. that it would come on. I think it got down, you know, to like nine degrees here. And, I know, I know. And um, it was like, in the high thirties in my house for, for some time. And
0: I think that's what people don't understand the most about Texas is I've lived here my entire life. And I think I have seen snow as a Texan where I live maybe four times, maybe. And, and what is truly weird is that Houston is pretty far south.
1: Yeah. Well, Austin and to
0: have snow and ice there is even more weird. Not for my parents who are further up into the east, but man, yeah. it was weird.
1: Yeah, that was a, it wasn't um I will agree with you because you know I grew up down here too and and uh we get a little more ice storms here in Austin just because mm-hmm. the hill country and we're further, you know, north of Houston, but um this was we've had twice this year um which I've never seen in my entire life two legitimate snows I think it was 4 4 inches the first time and I think 6 to 8 inches this last time yeah. and uh it stuck around for you know a good solid week on the ground and iced over and all that yeah. so it was a, an unusual uh, occurrence
0: And there's there's a bit of me that bristles and I shouldn't let it bristle me but it it does a lot of Hey, South, calm down. It's just snow type of thing. And we're not scared of the snow. There is there is a horrific accident in Fort Worth yep. that killed so many people from ice on the road. And, and it's just that our cities aren't set up to with, withstand this, Another. which is clearly why everybody – we're not talking people in Houston and Austin. We are talking the entire big, huge state of Texas lost power. Yeah the state did, and water. And when you don't have either of those things and you're not used to cold weather, that can be a scary thing. And then knowing you can't drive to get over to the person who happens to have a generator is tough. But even like you, you were telling me yesterday that you have four-wheel drive and you're saving folks or carting people from here to there just to get them to a place that's warm. Let alone nobody has water to... Drink or flush toilets, and oh, you should just boil it. Well, nobody has gas ovens down here, yeah. So,
1: we um, mm. we have gas, which was good because we could still cook. Um, and then I am, as you know, a little bit of a prepper, <laughs> so yeah, I have, just uh,
0: slightly, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, I,
1: I'm I always kidding. i actually, I'm not kidding. I'm usually about one step away from um, moving somewhere and writing my manifesto, but that's you right. Know. Um, the supplies we had were adequate. You know, we had, uh, lamps and we had, um, propane burning things to heat everything from coffee to, um, a grill. I got an extra propane tank for the grill and I was smart enough to, uh, store up about a hundred gallons of water before we lost, um, water. So we were fine in that regard, but, um, you're right. Once, once the hill, I live in a neighborhood with a lot of hills and these aren't, you know, West Texas hills. These are like legitimate, um, San Francisco kind of hills in my neighborhood. And, um, there's no sand truck, there's no salt truck, mm-hmm. there's no plow. Mm-hmm. So everything iced over and you just couldn't get out. Um, I did have a four wheel drive. I do have four wheel drive and was able to get out in the snow, um, and get some supplies and things before it iced over. But once it iced over, we were, we were stuck. Yeah. So
0: mm-hmm. uh, I told my
1: friend in uh, Colorado and I don't want to belabor the point cause we have other things to talk about, but this is a run of the mill snowstorm for Denver or for, yeah. you know, a, a state that gets a lot of snow like Minnesota or Chicago or something like that. But, um, not here. It just doesn't, it doesn't mm-hmm. translate. It's like when it's 120 degrees in Chicago yeah. and we're down here <laughs> saying, well, why are people dying? It's just heat, you know? So,
0: it's the exact yeah. same. Well, it is. Uh, it's the exact one same. One
1: nice thing though, I can tell you that, you know, when power was out, uh, we walked up and down the street just trying to get information because we had no cell phone or internet or anything, and um, mm-hmm. we ran into all kinds of people doing the same thing. And um, everyone was just a little bit nicer to each other um, than mm-hmm. they normally are. So there, there was a, a silver lining to it. But I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to relive it.
0: But we are through it, and we didn't get to do a podcast last <laughs> no. week because of it. Whoopsie, no way to talk to each We're other. In fact, like I a- think the first time we talked to each other what was it, maybe Thursday or Friday? And I was telling you what happened because our electricity went out in between Monday and Tuesday. So I actually got to watch the show and write the recap. But I was telling you what all happened, which was, man, he just, everybody left. (laughs) It was either they wanted to leave or everybody's leaving or what's going on. I mean, six people were gone by the end of last week's episode, which was Well, Chelsea and Serena were the two that got kicked off at the rose ceremony. And then Abigail left on her own accord, which she should have because he still didn't give her a one-on-one date. And then Kit left on her own accord because he didn't give her a group date rose. And then Yesenia was on a one-on-one and he didn't give her a rose. And then Piper was the one who did not get through to hometowns. Did that surprise you? Yeah.
1: In fact, not all of those surprised me, but um, the Abigail thing did. Uh, yeah. And the Piper thing did, and I thought Yesenia, um, I didn't expect her to go home the way she went home either. So it was a, um, it was a good episode, even though I didn't see it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the four who ended up in the hometowns, which were Michelle, Rachel, Bree, Serena, Pete? Or is that a good four? Does yeah. no, the, Do those four make sense to you? Yeah,
1: they do. And uh, I, I know we're going to talk about last night. I was a little surprised at the way Serena left last night. But um, mm-hmm. I'm also shocked at some of the uh, mature conversations that are going on, um, even in hometowns. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was uh, pleasant to see some adults on the TV. Um, I didn't like <laughs> Rachel's dad.
0: Um, yeah. Well, there's always one parent you can't yeah. like.
1: He's no Barb, but, but you know.
0: <laughs> Nobody's Barb. Yeah. Let's talk about Michelle's hometown, and I can't remember what they called it. They didn't call it hometown. They said home visits. That's what it is. And so we're doing this stupid thing where if we were really in Minnesota, yeah. this is what I would show you what they did with Tasha season. It's kind of lame. However, Michelle, they went bike riding, who cares? but then they go into a makeshift classroom Mm -hmm. and it's all of her kids who have zoomed in. And I thought that was pretty cool. I liked that. I
1: thought, why do you have to bring kids into this? You know?
0: No, it's so cute. Uh, I mean, their parents signed a waiver. Who cares? But it was really, really cute that they, do y'all have any questions for Mr. James? Yeah. yeah. Are you his girlfriend?
1: I was waiting for, uh, I was waiting for, are you going to go to the fantasy suite? Um... (laughs) But you know, it's good thing, good thing she wasn't a high school teacher. You know, she would he would have been getting some real questions then. <laughs>
0: yeah. Have you kissed yet? Yeah. And then he goes, "We're holding hands." Yeah, no, <laughs> so I, th- were-
1: I thought he did pretty well with the kids. And it, it actually, um yeah. I will say that I did see not a different side of her, but I think you saw, you could just see the the um, glow on her face when she saw. Yeah. A bit of home. And, yes. uh, you know, it, it always strikes me too when Harrison comes in there and he said, well, here's, here's who's coming. And he just says, well, your mom and dad or your sister or your you know, mm-hmm. Trinity or Neo or whatever. What, um, And uh, they cry. And I thought, well, you know, they love, I'm sure they love their family, but just being isolated there has to have a subconscious effect. And it, sure. it you don't know, hit that button until you're reminded you're actually going to see loved ones. So uh, that was a nice moment, too, I thought, when they all were touched and yeah. their families were going to be there.
0: I did also like that they gave Michelle and Matt sack lunches. it looked like, complete with juice boxes yep. to have a little picnic in front of a, I'm going to assume, a playground that the ABC intern had to erect himself that was behind them. And they just visit about, here's what you're going to see now. Michelle is, is, is about as normal as they come.
1: Yep. Teacher, family seems uh, nice. You know?
0: Yes. And who are you going to meet? Mom and dad. And are mom and dad great? Yeah. Yes, they are. (laughs) They were darling. Nice, nice people who just said they, it was, I mean, the dad smiling admits this is weird and admits this is unconventional and then just says, whatever you think we're going to support yeah. you however we can yeah. and the mom that. is very yes and the mom is very much well you look so happy tell me why oh do you think he likes you this is wonderful we're going to we're just going to be there with you however we can yeah. and and the end there was absolutely nothing remarkable about that date yeah. other than man, she's normal. And that's why we all like her. You
1: just play it straight down the middle of the fairway. Um, Don't don't get fancy. Uh, Lay up if you have to. And, um, (laughs) you know, get the heck out of the NEMA call and enjoy your free vacation. And uh, they seem like decent people. And I always, you know, I don't know, like we can second guess some of the parenting on this show because, you know, some of these kids are still kids. You know, these are 22, 23, 24 year olds. And the parents haven't fully let go clearly, but when your parents look at you and say, you're an adult and you're a responsible adult, and this is weird, but we're going to support you. I, I think that's the best anyone can ask from a parent. You know, you don't want your parents exactly. telling you that you're an idiot and, you know, you're, you don't know anything, even though you're 27 years old, like Rachel's parents did. You know? Right,
0: right, right. That was Rachel's dad. And I think they, I think they all had a different perspective, meaning Michelle's mom and dad said, yeah, we're going to support you. Agree, this is odd way of go- going thing. I agree. This is an odd way about going things. You know? <laughs> Take 47 odd way about what
1: odd way of going about things. <laughs>
0: there you go. Odd way of going about things. Burp, burp. I don't even know what my point was anymore, but Michelle is normal and we all like her and we, we quickly move into Rachel's and I'm I'm just going to say right now to make my point Rachel's dad is the one going I don't know oh, this yeah. doesn't seem right no there's a lot of women out there so that's the dra- vast difference between the two but before we get to the the parent part of Rachel's date we got to talk about skydiving yes and how Rachel bites it in a way that I can't believe she's still alive that from her it. landing. Well first
1: of all, have you ever done that? Have you ever been skydiving?
0: I have not.
1: Okay, I have. I've done a tandem jump.
0: Like what? That. Oh god. Yeah. Oh when? Uh, when? why? I, when I was
1: co- oh, so I used to write for this magazine in college and we used to get a bunch of free stuff, you know, like free tickets to this or that to write about. Oh
0: is that when you went to Britney Spears? Uh
1: no that was I was no I was oh. I was an adult then, believe it or not. Um <laughs> <laughs> I bought th- a $35 t-shirt and, uh, <laughs> I still have it. <laughs> I'll have to take a picture of it for you and send it Mm-mm. to you. Um,
0: okay. You're in college. Yeah.
1: So we, I wrote for this magazine, me and this other guy, um, this guy owned the magazine and, um, my college roommate and I wrote the just, you know, entertainment pieces for it. And one of the, the, uh, promotional folks, um, that bought advertising was, uh, in Santa Marcus was a skydiving company. And we got to go out there for free and do a tandem jump and then I had to write an article about it.
0: Did you enjoy it yet?
1: Um yeah, it was, you know, it was a once in a lifetime deal. I I wasn't like so supercharged and adrenaline filled that I wanted to ever do it again. Um it didn't scare me. Um it but it wasn't the thrill of a lifetime. It was fun, but you know, I, I wouldn't it's not something I could um it's something I'd give or take. I wouldn't do it again. Okay. And I'm in a much different you know, phase of my life now and have more responsibilities than I did in college. So I don't think just, even if I wanted to, I don't think I would allow myself to do that, but it was fine.
0: Did you land lightly or did you crash into the ground like Rachel did? So
1: they give you instruction on everything, but the landing. And when they, you're coming down pretty fast, you got a guy strapped to your back, which is weird anyway. Yeah. And, um, so he's got the two little pulley things in his hand. Right, right, And so you're coming down pretty fast. And then all of a sudden he like pulls them down like toward, you know, toward in front of your chest or whatever. And, okay. and that compresses the chute and you slow way down. Well, I mistimed that. And I, we landed like Matt James. So I, my feet hit the ground and I slid and we both landed on our butt.
0: How was that your fault? When you say you mistimed it,
1: uh, yeah, I, I put my feet down too early or something, and then we slid. Oh, okay, I just wasn't okay. wasn't aware, wasn't ready for it because you're coming so, pretty fast, and then all of a sudden you slow up really fast when he pulls the, the thing.
0: In your professional experience, what went wrong with Rachel's thing? Because she ended up somehow rolling onto her neck. Yeah, she and I, head.
1: Yeah, it looked painful. I thought um, in my I don't one side came down faster than the other I mean cuz she kind of came okay. in at an angle I guess I don't know I didn't I, you know I've only done it once but whatever happened was incorrect
0: <laughs> <laughs> clearly here's the thing though Matt lands first like you say and then he turns to watch Rachel land in a in a victorious whoa look at what we just did and he sees her and her guy strapped to her back bite it because that was the other part of it that she has this man rolling on top of her as her neck is in a position I don't think it should Hmm. be in. That's
1: good practice for the fantasy suite I'm just you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Okay and so then she's she he's running after her Rachel Rachel and There's grass and wetness all in her hair. And I'm pretty sure her nose was bleeding because he's trying to stop it. And she kind of laughs and makes a joke, which I appreciated saying there's so much grass in my mouth. And then she sits up and her hair is gross and a mess. And I I don't know how the pretty girl didn't get scratches all over her face because she landed on her face. Well, what
1: she said uh, to her mother I think it was her mother. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of bruising and makeup here. Yeah.
0: But I could, we were debating, we think her right cheek or her left cheek, whichever one jaw area was very swollen. Yeah.
1: She, it was a legit wreck. Um, but I don't think that, um, uh, you got to, those poor instructors, you know, you're looking, you're mm-hmm. buying a lawsuit on national TV if something bad <laughs> happens, but.
0: but I, I mean, didn't, don't you think they sign their life away before they jump from the airplane?
1: Yeah, but I think you can't, you can't, you can't disclaim gross negligence, you know, and, and, and there's always a way around it. But uh, okay. I will tell you that when you go, the first thing they do is, you know, there's like 10 people there, right? And this was my experience. And they bring you into this room and there's like this table that looks like, um, it's 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 a weird shape table, and you, you, you the purpose of it is to lay on it and mimic the proper falling position. so they have everyone oh, they have everyone do that uh, and then they show you this video of all the bad stuff that can happen <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's like um, you know the plane could crash, you know you could jump out, and get caught in the plane, you could, I mean there's all oh this my stuff gosh. No, and no, no. out of the ten people, I would say three or four sort of were like, we're mm, gonna stay on the ground <laughs> so <laughs> um, and I think that's a good training tool because the last thing you want, if you're the guy that's got someone strapped to you, um, yes. is to have that person panic while you're falling out of an airplane. Yes.
0: Yes. So that is a true statement, yeah. man. I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I need it. I don't think I need to do that.
1: Yeah, no, it's, you know, again, I, I think I actually, um, one thing I would refuse to do now, this is going to sound weird. I will never end. Could never and would refuse. I've offered I was offered many times the opportunity to bungee jump.
0: And Mm, mm -hmm. I just won't do
1: it. I I think to me that presents more of a risk than skydiving. I know that sounds weird, but no, that doesn't sound weird to me. At the ground Mm -hmm. from ten to twelve thousand feet, it's not real, you know, you're falling down and whatever. But there's something looking at like a hundred feet and having a cord strapped to your ankles (laughs) that is just doesn't make sense to me anyway
0: (laughs) well eventually rachel sits up in matt james's arms and her hair is miraculously shiny and combed of all of the
1: grass and
0: dirt that was in it Mm -hmm. and she doesn't have anything on her face so makeup department worked hard on that and she uh i mean i felt like she was glassy eyed during her hometown date and i thought it was because she was on the verge of tears or crying but i might have been some medication i agree that made her yeah
1: maybe maybe some uh maybe some valium <laughs> or um what, what do they call it vicodin probably uh, mm-hmm. a muscle relaxer for the neck pain
0: <laughs> maybe so but, so she kind of floats into her you know where her parents and her sister are her sister's the blonde version of her and the dad i, I don't even remember the mom saying anything other than, are you happy? And yay. And the sister didn't speak. It was mostly the dad talking to both of them. He talked to Matt first and just grilled him in a way that we've seen for the last 25 seasons. There are other women. How are you going to do this? It's not been but a few weeks. Blah, blah, blah. And Matt gives him sort of good answers, but the dad's not really buying it because he's never going to buy it. And then he talks to Rachel and She says the same thing. Then they go, Rachel and Matt go and sit on the bench outside the pondering bench, the thinking Mm -hmm. bench where they, where they have to have a little visit before he gets back in the car. And he tells her, I purposely didn't ask your dad for permission to marry you because I'm only going to do that once. I'm not going to ask all the dads. So I'll call him and ask for his permission. Now, did he say that to all four women? We don't know, but the only one they showed on the air was Rachel.
1: Yeah, I don't think after the treatment he got from the dad, which I think was probably heavily scrubbed, um,
0: mm-hmm. it just
1: wasn't the time to ask that question. <laughs> you know?
0: right. but don't, but do you think that he meant it when he said, "I'm only gonna ask one dad? Yeah, I do. So it's going to be Rachel's dad.
1: I I think it's Rachel, and you know, we're, we're going to have to talk about the controversy, which yeah. I want to do. But um, I think it's Rachel because of the pretty woman date, and that's if if history um, is correct, the person that gets the pretty woman or pretty man date gets the proposal.
0: Okay. Well, she's. She seems to be alive, which is a good thing. We move on to Bree's hometown. Mm-hmm. They they go off-roading in a Jeep. No big deal. Who cares? Then she has a picnic in the middle of a field. And her big thing is that she's worried he is not going to like that her family is not traditional. Which is silly because her family is, you know, from a distance the same as his family. It's the yeah, one um, single mom. Now, Where we're different is that Bree's mom, as you remember, was 13 years old when she had her, Mm -hmm. and now she has a new baby and a new family, so the mom and the baby and the best friend who's also named Bree, they've all come to meet Matt, and this mom is, I'm going to grill him a little bit, but she asks him all the questions that everybody asks anyway, and then she talks to Bree, and her Questions to Brie are Do you love him? Do you think you can marry him? Are you willing to to bring your walls down? And Brie says, Yeah, I think I'm going to have to at this point to mm-hmm. let him know that I really like him. And her mom's response is, Well, if your heart gets broken, we'll put it back together.
1: Yeah. That's just a support, with each other. supportive thing. And the mom struck me as yeah. a little bit flighty, but they seem, um, they yeah. seem to have a nice relationship.
0: So her whole response was, hey, you need to give this a go. If you if you like him, you need to go all in. And if you get hurt, you get hurt. Yeah. And I'll help you through that. But go all in, yeah. which she does. And she tells Matt, I'm falling in love with you. And I forgot to tell you this about last week, which you don't know. Or maybe I did tell you. Who cares? Brie told him that she quit her job. For him, so she had just because she had been there so many weeks, yeah, she had to call and quit her job.
1: What What was her job?
0: I think she works for Facebook. Um, it says uh, a well known social media well, platform, and she lives in San Francisco.
1: You know, I guess she's going all in. But uh, to back, to, she's going back all in. Back to the mom's advice. Um, that's not really surprising from someone who um, had a child at 13 and raised a child successfully and now has mm-hmm. a new start. She has a little perspective that mm-hmm. maybe the bachelor isn't the most important thing in the world. There you go. So, yeah, I thought that was good advice. And, um, rather than being protective, I think it was appropriate to have Bree at that point in her life, um, uh, or give her the advice to take a chance. Why not?
0: Yeah. And exactly what you just said as, as, as this woman, she's lived life. This woman has lived life. What is she like 38 years old or 39 <laughs> yeah. years old? She's eight years older than Matt. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. Or ten years older than Matt. Or thirteen um, years
1: younger than Gwen.
0: There you go. <laughs> she's she's lived she's lived life and she knows that they can get through it. This isn't the hardest thing they've ever had to do. Mm-hmm. So she's saying, hey, go for it. If you like him, let's see what yeah. happens. And, you know, he may like you. He may not. But we never know until we just go all in.
1: Do you think Bree loves but, Matt James?
0: That's a very good question. I think she does or she feels that she could. So I think that she is traditionally it would take her a lot longer as it would most people, but it's taken her a lot longer to figure out how she feels. And and that's the flip side for Serena. I think Serena has known how, how she's felt for many weeks yeah. and is trying to talk herself into it. I think Brie is scared to feel and has decided, well, I'm going to move forward and see what happens.
1: I'll agree with that. I think Serena um, in retrospect was probably sitting there on the, um, the what do you call it stanchion or bleacher whatever they would call the thing in the rose ceremony uh-huh. and she's like you know don't pick me don't pick me don't pick me don't pick me <laughs> yes i'll accept the rose right <laughs> she's and on the train and you just yeah. really can't jump off um yep. but she, and had she to. knows
0: she knows something is special about her serena knows something is special about her because last week again he chose her for a second one-on-one before yeah. Abigail even had a one-on-one, and that is telling.
1: Yeah, well, it was telling enough, and I thought it was. Um, uh, again, I didn't watch it because of the power issues, but from what I understand, Abigail saw the writing on the wall and she did removed herself, and that's probably the right decision. In that, you know, you save yourself the humiliation of the rose ceremony, which. Um, you know it's inevitable you're going home. But if he gives someone a second one on one date, that sends a clear message.
0: I think that is exactly why she removed herself. It is exactly what you said. She saw the writing on the wall and thought, she gets to, I don't, I don't even get, what am I doing here? And yeah. had a very honest conversation with him and said, I don't feel like I belong. And I don't think you feel like I belong. And if you tell me to stay, I will. But I'm heading sure. out the door. And he said, let me show
1: you the way. Sort of the opposite of our friend Claire. Exactly. <laughs> um, did you see that they're apparently back together or something? No. Yeah. So they were seen somewhere holding hands again, and they're starting to post on social media again. And Claire is sort of a passive-aggressive thing. There's a picture of her hand on her Instagram holding seashells, and Ooh. our our um, viewers or the the followers without any sp- or anything but spare time apparently noticed that there was a foot in the picture on the beach and they have since identified that foot as none other than Dale Moss. No. Yeah.
0: Because there's an Instagram account of just Dale Moss's feet. Oh, is there? I don't know.
1: (laughs) Probably. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me.
0: (laughs) How do they know that's his foot? Come on. Um, Anyway, let's talk about Serena Pete. She starts her date showing... Matt James, all of the wonderful things about Canada, about Canada but, yeah. that are very cool. And she gives him a little taste of the food and she asks him some trivia questions, et cetera, et cetera. So I've, I have a few Canadian trivia questions for you. Wow. I
1: can't Would wait. Would you like
0: to answer and see how well you do?
1: Yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's see how much I know about Canada.
0: Uh, let's see how much you know about Canada. There are four questions. hmm the first one, you just have to... I mean, they're all multiple choice, so that should help you get somewhat okay. 25% chance. Okay, Canada is surrounded by how many oceans? Mm. One, two, three, four.
1: I'm going to go with three.
0: Yes. Uh, do, you know the, do you know the oceans?
1: I'm going to go with the Arctic Ocean, the Pacific, and the Atlantic.
0: They're so great. <laughs> I mean, I guessed on that, but I got it right, too. I did not get this one right. What is the capital of Canada.
1: Saskatchewan?
0: No. I Man, can give you multiple choice. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. It's Toronto, Quebec, Montreal or Ottawa.
1: I'd go with Ottawa.
0: Yes, how'd you know that? I would I, never I'd, have guessed that.
1: I remembered it from oh, okay. geography class.
0: <laughs> yeah, you had a better teacher than and I did. I think
1: did. it's Saskatchewan a state or a province or whatever oh, they call it. Yeah, the region. Yeah, I, think I don't so. know. I don't know.
0: Uh n- the national animal of Canada.
1: Let's see. It's not the kangaroo. Um, is <laughs> would you of... like
0: your multiple choice? Yeah, I like my
1: multiple choice.
0: Okay. It is beaver, moose, grizzly bear, or eagle.
1: I'm gonna go with the moose.
0: That's what I said and we are wrong.
1: Oh, what is it? The eagle? It's the
0: beaver, which <laughs> is, uh-huh, shut <laughs> up. You'd think it would be the moose because I feel like there's mesas everywhere. Mooses, meeses, mm-hmm. they're everywhere. Whenever you think of Canada, like they're, I feel like they're on clothing and you, you know, little stuffed animal. Yeah. Mood. I've yeah. never seen a beaver.
1: <laughs> <laughs> next question. Um,
0: next question. Next question. Hockey is the official winter sport mm-hmm. of Canada. Do you know the official summer sport of Canada? Would you like your choices?
1: I like my choices.
0: Okay. You have baseball, football, lacrosse, or rugby.
1: Wow, I was gonna go with cricket, but um let's go with rugby.
0: No, it's lacrosse.
1: Oh, all right. Well
0: and you know, we have Canadian listeners and readers too, so they can call in and say that's a bunch of bull. And maybe I, I had some weirdo website I was looking at, but I had guessed uh rugby. I need to
1: bone up on my Canadian trivia, it seems like. I know. Mm.
0: So Serena decides she we go and meet her parents. And her sister is the one who looks Serena in the face and says, I don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> there's no chemistry. There's no spark. And I think you know it.
1: Yeah. Um, I, you know, whether that's appropriate or not, I, I don't know. But uh, it was uh, it certainly seemed like it came from a good place. And yeah. she heeded her sister's advice. I think she probably heard um, what she already knew. And once Mm -hmm. that's confirmed by somebody that you love and in a respectful way, Mm -hmm. uh, I think that was probably the deciding factor.
0: Yeah. She did the same sort of with her mom after talking to the sister. Then she approaches it with her mom in a way of, yeah, just, uh, he ticks all my boxes, but there's just something missing. And her, her mom kind of says again, well, okay then. And so whenever they go to the thinking bench afterwards and, and, she tells Matt, there's just something, there's just something off. I don't know. I have a lot to think about. Well, that, that disrupts him. They go their separate ways, but then he comes back to her and walks in and he gives her the opportunity to come clean, which she does. And she says, I don't think you're my person
1: i don't get it i mean like two months ago rachel and I were like this close right now what i'm taking messages from guys she she meets at the movies i mean this this casey should be taking out my messages you know or or rachel and i should be together and, and we should get some kind of message service
0: <laughs> hang in there it's gonna happen
1: well okay now how do you know that
0: because she's your lobster
1: Oh, she's going somewhere.
0: Come on, you guys. It's a known fact that lobsters fall in love and mate for life. And you know what? You can actually see old lobster couples walking around their tank, you know, holding claws. Like...
1: Yeah, It was a very respectful dumping.
0: As a respectful dumping, do you think his heart was broken in this respectful dumpage?
1: No, because look, he's got four viable options. He's already, as we discussed, probably leaning more heavily toward one, and it wasn't Serena. Um, and I think she ultimately did him a favor because he didn't have to go through the stress of the rose ceremony. Look, You see how happy he was when they are all standing there and he comes in, he's like, it's you three. You know, the hard part's over. So at that point, there has to be a little bit of relief. And I think also he seems like a thoughtful guy. And as cheesy as it sounds, I think he wants this to work. And so my
0: question to you is, do you think she would have been one of the three had she not said that? And who would have gone home in her place?
1: I think it was between her and, um, who? Not not Michelle or Rachel. Who was the other one? Bree. Bree. I think it was between her and Bree.
0: I feel the same.
1: Yeah, and I think I think he. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I wouldn't be able to decide that, but I I think it was a draw between those two.
0: Okay, so going into next week, again, no rose ceremony. Next week they are meeting his mom. Do you think it's Bree who's gone, and this is going to be between Michelle and Rachel?
1: Yes. I think Michelle is a better pick than mm-hmm. Rachel. Um, she seems to have more of a um, head on her shoulders, a little more grounded. Um, yeah. I, Rachel, to me, seems very young, whereas Michelle seems like a woman.
0: Yes. And Michelle is 27. Yeah. Rachel is 24. Mm-hmm. And what we know of Matt James, Michelle seems to fit that better than Rachel. Let's talk about that controversy only because people will want to hear what we have to say because we do this for a a side job hobby for a living. The controversy being that Rachel went to a party in college in 2018 and it was a southern party where people dressed antebellum style and pictures surfaced And that happened, gosh, that happened right when we were recording, I think, two weeks ago, but we had already recorded and and we didn't know about it yet. And then last week, of course, with the snow, we couldn't record because we didn't have power. But I think Harrison was brought on in front of Rachel Lindsay to discuss what that was because obviously Rachel is still on the show. She can't say anything, although she did have a, a statement that came out eventually but she couldn't say anything at the time. And so I think Harrison is coming on in front of Rachel Lindsay, who was an old bachelorette um, seasons ago. And he is defending her. Is what some people are saying that he was defending her. You know, let's let her get her story out. And is it a big deal now versus a big deal then And then is 2018, which isn't a long time ago. And Rachel Lindsay's point was, well, it's not a good look at any, at any time. And Harrison immediately turned around after it aired, Harrison immediately turned around and offered an apology. And then a few days later, he said he was going to step away and not be a part of after the road.
1: So I made it a point, and normally I don't pay attention to the minutiae, um, you know, because it just depending on how you look at stuff, it, you know, you can get ten different stories on Claire or Dale or whatever. But I actually did go and listen to the podcast interview thing that was online and listen to what he said, and I think you know I'm I'm lacking some context. I saw one picture, and it was like forty girls you know, with a tiny little arrow toward her head and they are all dressed up like Scarlett O'Hara. So, you know, I think it is valid for him to say, you know, look, let, let her speak for herself. um, Because I think he knows that the, well, now he's learned the hard way that even the media machine that can destroy the contestants lives can, you know, uh, throw a wrench in his as well. So, you know, I think it's valid for him to say, let's give her some grace and let's, you know, let, let, um, you know, uh, someone who's 18, 19 years old speak for themselves now. Yeah. Um so I understood what he was trying to say. I think it just came out the wrong way and I think that um his apology addressed that. The question is, you know, is the apology going to be enough? Um I've r- read some comments from past contestants and from Rachel Lindsay herself. They're not letting up on Harrison. Um mm-hmm. you know, and they're they're calling basically for his removal from the show. So I don't know what's going to happen. Um so I don't know what to think about the whole thing. I think it's sad mm-hmm. that um a show that all of us sit down and watch to remove ourselves from politics and reality and all the bad stuff in the world is now having to deal with this, but maybe it'll come out better on the other side. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, that's kind of where I land is is uh, there's a sadness to it for me that on on many on many levels and um, even Rachel's decision Rachel the current contestant her decision or lack of respect even if she had no idea she wasn't doing she was doing something wrong or it was not okay uh, that makes me sad no matter where the motive was I think Harrison's comments were careless even if he knew they were careless or not or insensitive and that makes me sad too but Where I wrestle is the, the levels of consequences versus grace. And where is that line? Right. And I wonder about my own college experience. I mean, it was 25 years ago, but thank you, Lord, that social media wasn't around.
1: Yeah. That's the other point I was going to make is it, um, you know, I, I
0: know I was insensitive and had no clue all for a lot of things that I did.
1: Yeah. No, no one wants to pay for mistakes they made in their teens and in their, you know, their early twenties. I mean, that that's when you're figuring all that stuff out. I think at least that's when you should be figuring it out. Um, even if you have a conscience or you're an old soul, you know, you've got to make those mistakes to learn. And part of that involves, you know, hurting people's feelings sometimes and realizing, wow, what I just said was wrong. Um, Mm I've certainly been in that boat and I know everybody, um, including Rachel Lindsay and Matt James and whoever wants to comment on it, everybody's made stupid mistakes um, at that age. The difference today is that all those stupid mistakes are preserved in writing or on Twitter or on Instagram or whatever. And so if you're the governor of Virginia and you go to a party dressed as a Klan member or in blackface you know, that book can literally be on somebody's shelf for 40 years and not resurface. But now all somebody has to do in any part of the world is, you know, Google you and go down the rabbit hole enough to find those mistakes. So it's a different game. Um, And again, like you, I don't, you know, I don't think that, I don't assign malice to anybody here, but you're certainly in an environment where um, had ABC known about that before they put it on the, you know, before they put her in the show, I think it's irresponsible to do so. And, you know, you have to assume that maybe Harrison knew about it too, before they put her on the show. So there's a reckoning and we'll see how all of it turns out. I don't think Harrison's coming back. Um, I don't either. And I think that, um, they're going to pick a younger, probably a female host, um, um, you know, like a Rachel Lindsay or Tasha or somebody like that to, um, to fill the, the gap. Um, I think Matt James might be a good host. Who knows? I mean, he's personable enough. But <laughs> it does. It, I think it. It. Um, yeah. It just it, there's a like you said a sadness about it. Um, it kind of bums me out because that to me reality TV was something that was just sort of free of all that, and it was about something else. And now it's been turned into to something political. I guess.
0: Well the the important thing to take away from it all is that light was kind of thrust into some darkness of some places that you may not have known you had problems with, I think on on both Harrison's part and both Rachel, the contestant's part and no telling who else's part as well. I mean, I think Rachel Lindsay is uh, stoking a fire right now and and her whole platform is I want to educate people on things that they say and things that they do that they have no clue are racist and that's just because of the way they grew up or that's where they grew up. Or, um, and I mean, again, I know I've said a lot of things that I have, I have no idea that were hurtful. It's, it's, I think education is good. And I think if Rachel, both Rachel's and Harrison can continue to grow and become better people as a result of it, then. Right. Let's do that. Let's go in that direction. And even me being better, better at that.
1: Well, let me just say one one thing that I think that always strikes me in these situations where you've got, you know, I I don't know, I can pick on Rachel Lindsay, but just to use her as an example because she's certainly been one of the most vocal people about the Harrison interview. um, It's impossible for me, as a you know, a white male, or Harrison as a white male, to understand. exactly how that feels to be a minority uh in in a situation to to be either black or um you know hispanic or you know i guess person of color is the, the correct term these days but it's impossible for me to to empathize in that situation we can sympathize like you said you know i you know i've been in situations before i have a very ethnic last name and i can't tell you how many times you know in texas um, it's been mispronounced. And then, you know, there's been a joke about me being in the mob or something like that, you know, and um, I twitch every time somebody makes a comment like that. So I can sympathize to a certain degree, but I certainly can't understand what it is yeah. to be black. And so I think that if I were talking to somebody like Rachel Lindsay, I would say, look, d- d- Rachel um, Chris Harrison, anybody that makes a comment like that, that is, you know, not overtly racist. They're not throwing slurs out. They're not insulting people. Um, uh, And especially someone who goes to a party like that at 18 years old, you know, education or sympathy or grace is a proper way to handle that. My
0: last question to you though, is let's say she does win. And let's say that she is Rachel Corkonnell is the one that ends up beside Matt James.
1: I think they're done. I mean, I I think that- um,
0: They are done. They are not together anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's my prediction. I think what's going to happen is, is she's going to get picked. um, And that'll be, there'll be a lot more controversy um, Mm -hmm. when that happens. Um, And by the way, I think it, you know, look, I don't think she's insincere. I think she really likes Matt, Uh, but I do think if anyone's going to could get past something like that and maybe address it, Matt seems like a really super nice level-headed guy that may be able to listen to her. And she say, you know, look, I'm sorry I did this. And, you know, so I don't know, but I think the public pressure is going to be too great. So, you know, the and again, I, this is kind of a bummed out deal and I, I, we haven't given a lot of thought, uh, you know, we didn't pre-plan this conversation, so I'm sure that there are portions of it, um, unfortunately, that could be deemed just as inappropriate as what Harrison said. And to me, yeah. that's frustrating because the only thing we have to resolve any problem, any problem that exists in the human race, I mean, think about it, the only mechanism we have is conversation. I don't think Rachel Lindsay is a great statesman or whatever, but maybe it's going to take something like this so mainstream pop mm-hmm. culture, you know, mm-hmm. it, rather than the president of the United States or some official getting up there and saying, you know, we need to correct all this stuff, maybe someone like Rachel Lindsay, who, you know, is famous because of a reality show that a bunch of people watch, maybe that's the way in through yeah. the back door where everybody. Um, you know, normal people uh, can have a conversation. And frankly, I hope it is. I, you know, I don't, I don't think they need to upset the apple cart and change everything and, you know, um, cancel the show and, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, maybe something good comes out of this and I hope it does. Just like the conversation we just had where we're sort of grasping at straws. um, It's not an understatement for me to say that, um, this whole winter storm thing and being without power and just seeing how fragile my daily existence is, you know, at the flip mm-hmm. of a switch, the government can just change your life immediately, you know,
0: or mm-hmm. if the grid
1: goes down, I walked down the street and uh, you know, we brought soup and water, uh, boiling water cause we had gas and our neighbors didn't. So we brought boiling mm-hmm. water thermoses and soup to um, you know, all of our, you know, two or three of our neighbors. And um, you know, it never occurred to me what, Political affiliation they had, or how old and yeah, young, it just exactly. You know, you just want those people to be safe, even though they annoy you where they park their car, you know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: just mow your lawn, man. Yeah,
1: exactly. Put your trash can away. It's Wednesday. Why is it still on the curb? <laughs> you jerk. Oh, here's some soup, by the way. <laughs> The weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Well, it doesn't show signs of
0: stopping. Hey, thank you all for listening. I truly appreciate the well wishes and folks who checked in when the going was pretty tough last week with all the snow and ice. We are good to go now and hopefully you won't have to miss any more podcasts. We do this for you guys and it makes us so happy. So thank you again for listening and loving us well, including the folks over at last night's game who do our bachelor bracket. Shout out to Amy. Thanks so much for checking in. If you'd like to read a recap of Matt James hometown dates, head on over to I hate green beans for years and years and years of content. And remember one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, and be kind out there. Until we're together again, love you, mean it, Texas forever.